Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, I hope you didn't have a great fantasy league for the end of the year because everything's moving. Literally everything is moving. But also we're getting a documentary. All that and more if it's that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, what is going on, my friend? Not as much as what's going on with you. Oh, man. Couple bad days. <laughs> Couple bad days. I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's, it's embarrassing to talk about it even. I threw my back out like an old man. Uh, like no like offense the old all, man we are. Yeah, no offense to all the other people that throw their back out and maybe spring chickens, but it definitely made me feel like the fragility of life. <laughs> yeah. That's why I had uh, our, our social media people uh, post about human fragility being the, uh, yeah, the issue with us not recording yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So we, as we've mentioned, we're recording every, every Wednesday at 7.30. And last night, uh, I was supposed to, but... I uh, had to had to go by am it, like it felt I felt it felt so like I know a lot of people throw their back out but it was my first time throwing my back out in such an extreme way like I've had little twinges of pain in my back here and there a little sciatica or whatever sure you know like you know it happens uh, sometimes I go play frisbee golf and I get a little pain in my back or whatever but like yeah or I carry too much like at my gigs but uh, this was just like nothing happened. I didn't do anything. I just like stood in a doctor's office wheeling my mom's wheelchair around. And I guess something about leaning over to grab the wheelchair, you know, like leaning to to reach it. Yeah. Like for too long and for standing on the hard surface of the doctor's office or whatever, my back just like shut down and I could not move. And I was like, okay, surely if I go home and sit on a heating pad or whatever, like I'll be fine in an hour. And 15 hours later, I still hadn't gotten up from that bed. Like I couldn't Ooh. move. I couldn't get up. And so then I was like really trying to get up. And I'm, was not happening, could not move. So I had to call an ambulance to like come in there. Cause I'm, I'm in the house. Like I don't have you know, my, my 12 year old niece and my mother who's in a wheelchair. Like no one can help me up or help me to anywhere. So I was like, well, I can't literally can't take care of myself and I oh, can't no. go to the bathroom. Like this is terrible. So I like called, called an ambulance and had these guys come in, these firemen come in and lift me off the bed and like move me to the stretcher and take me to the hospital. It was terrible. It was terrifying. Honestly, it was really terrifying. <laughs> Oof. So, so I was out of commission yesterday, and I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm. We're gonna see how long this podcast lasts because I still haven't really done much sitting up. Like yeah. sitting up is still painful. I just kind of expect like midway through it's gonna be like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a feedback episode. It's a news and feedback episode. I feel like we'll make it to the news, and then in between one of the feedbacks, I'll probably go, okay, that's all. That's all. I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. Rap, 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 rap. <laughs> But uh, but I'm excited to be here. If we hadn't done the live stream, I was seriously considering if I could uh, cast from my bed, like just do audio only and like just <laughs> lay down and have it have the microphone dangle over my head. But I do feel like that would uh, probably sound funny. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I've done some recording while laying down before, just because it was funsies. Because and porn. It, it, yeah. I know. It. Yeah. I'm, like you do. It. Uh, it. It messes with the way that your your neck and you know all of yeah. the vocal things like the gravity affects them in a different yeah. way, and it's like sounds awful. Well, as a heavy dude, I feel like anytime you like put your neck down like this, you just mm-hmm. have that like you start to sound like Louis Anderson or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, like I have I have a. Uh, <laughs> 
my niece will be like, Matt, you're breathing heavy. And it's, and are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just, I had my neck down. I don't know. Like it just was like this. I was like, like, just put my neck down for too long. And it started breathing heavy. I looked down for any amount of time. (laughs) I have people ask me all the time, like, are you, are you okay? Do I need to turn on the AC? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you're sweating so much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if I'm standing, I'm sweating. So I know we've talked about it before, Jeff, but you do sweat more than any human I know. Like you have, (laughs) they they talk about that. Like people that have like overacting, overactive sweat glands, whatever, but you do, you sweat like a madman. Constantly. Yeah. It's impressive. And it's like, not even like a lot, like it's not after like long strenuous activity either. Like you said, it's like, just we're chilling and look over like, you you all right, man? Are you going to die? Is this a heart attack? He's like, no, this is Tuesday. (laughs) This This is a Tuesday in Jeff's body. It's a day ending in Y. Welcome to it. Yep, yep. So anyway, our old man. Honestly, these aren't even old man problems necessarily. But yeah, I've been sweating all my life. You've been sweating that bad about. for as long as I've known you. <laughs> 20 years or whatever. And yeah, I, this this back thing, I don't know where it came from, but it definitely feels a little bit like old. Like, like it's an aging problem, you know? Like And hopefully sure. it's not. Sure, sure. Oh, any, if you work in an ER, <laughs> I, know there's, I know there's such a thing as like, Empathy fatigue, I get it. I really do. But like someone comes into the ER, it's because they are scared. Like they don't know what to do with their body. Like, you know what I mean? Potentially, yeah. I've had two ER experiences lately where like they use the word not emergent, like the phrase not emergent, which I never even realized that emergency, the root word is emergent, like an emergent problem, right? Yeah. But like it just feels like when you you're there because it's emergent to you, like this is new. Like I've never been able to not make it to the bathroom before. You know, like I've never been stuck in bed all night, and like I tried to sleep and I just couldn't. It just pang out worse and worse. And like I'm there because like this is new and it's scary to me. And the guy like was like, yeah, I don't see anything emergent here, but we'll 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 X-ray you and see if there's any problems. And I'm like. What's not emergent? Like, I can't get up. This is a big status change, you know. Like, <laughs> like this is not. It's not like I just. This has been what's been going on. This is a big emergent problem. It is. It has emerged from me. <laughs> anyway, so. this has emerged in my life. Oh yeah. At oh. one point, that guy was doing that, and I was just like, "Okay, can I talk to someone else?" Because I, like, I'm not understand. Like, you're not giving me any guidance on like, what I need to do here. <laughs> like, yeah, I need to talk to your supervisor. Just go full Karen in the ER. Yeah, for real. Cool. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about Marvel, though, as always, my friend. As always. So, do we want to start with the upsetting news? Because that's it's the most of it. Yeah, it's the most of it, and it's the biggest news. Um, yeah. So, the big thing is they have delayed basically everything. We were waiting on it. We knew uh, it was we, coming. Yeah. We were really waiting on this thing to let us know what was going on, and as a... They called it, <laughs> I believe Jay Scotty named it probably, uh, on Multiverse News last night, which I had to bail on because my back, but uh, uh, they called it the a de- de- Delay Deluge. <laughs> delay Deluge. A Disney Delay Deluge, I think is what oh. they called it. Oh. Very good, right? Listen to that alliteration. Um, I like but, it. Uh, we, so I can, I can just read what's, uh, so here's the, here's the, it's weird. Most everything moved back. Every movie yep. that's on the slate after Marvel's has moved back. Um, Captain America, Brave New World moved from May 3rd, 2024 to July 26th, 2024, just a few months. Thunderbolts, um, it 
doesn't say when it was originally slated, but it's moved to December 20th, 2024. Blade has Christmas. moved to... Uh, weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Christmas, uh, Thunderbolts Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> Blade has moved to uh, February 14th. So Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day movie, 2025. Fantastic Four is uh, moved to May 2nd, 2025. Um Avengers Kang Dynasty is getting pushed an entire year to May second of twenty uh, to May May first of twenty twenty six, and then Avengers Secret Wars is moving an entire year as well to May seventh of twenty twenty seven. Jeez, so a lot of interesting stuff there. I feel like uh, I mean, obviously it's upsetting. The delays are upsetting, but I'm choosing to look at this on the bright side, Jeff. Are you? <laughs> yeah, because like. Because there's one move that came forward. Oh, right. We I, I, I skipped that because I was telling all the delays. But yes, um, uh, Deadpool 3 moved forward from November 8th to May 3rd of 2024. Hmm. So that's weird. I mean, I'm guessing it's just because that one's already in motion and already getting made. So I guess they are like going to be, they, they feel confident they're going to be ready with that one even earlier than planned. Sure, sure. But like... Well, Captain America is filming, or was recently filming, because there have been pictures posted by Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there's there's people on set. So the, I guess the post production work should be started soon. Um, and I ugh, I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to say, like, in typical Marvel fashion, they're going to push everybody as hard as possible, make them want to die, and get mm. the movie out as quickly as possible. But I guess with, uh, with it being moved to July 26th of next year, that's, I mean, that's over a year away. That should give the effects team, like, a good, solid runway. Yeah, for sure. And, and it gives them... Here's why I'm looking at it on the bright side. Because... A lot of people have not been happy with the way that Phase 4 has been uh, received. Mm-hmm. It has felt a little disconnected, and it has felt harder to be invested in these characters in some ways, you know? And, like, I feel like them pushing back these movies, especially those Avengers movies, an entire year gives them another entire year of movies and series that they can sort of invest time and money into and, like, maybe build these characters up even more before we get to the big crossover, you know? Yeah. Because I can't imagine... The thing that's interesting about this slate to me is, like, looking at... I laid it out by year on our doc here, and it's like, 2024, we're going to have three movies. Deadpool 3, Brave New World, and Thunderbolts. Three movies. In May, July, and December. Yep. Then 2025, there's only two movies listed so far. Blade, Fantastic Four, that's yep. it, in February and May. And that's February and May, so that gives mm-hmm. us an entire back half of the year. Yes. And then you get to of, uh, 2026, the only thing listed is Avengers Kang Dynasty. And then 2027, the only thing listed so far is Avengers Secret Wars. So before, the slate felt full, and it felt like these were all the movies we were going to get. But I cannot imagine that 2025, 2026, and 2027, three, mo- three years in a row, are only going to have four, four movies total. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, at the very least, there's going to be a ton of series, right? Like, 
we hope all of yeah. these all of these moves are strictly movie releases mm-hmm. like these are feature film releases these are not series coming out so yeah uh, at least there's that you know like the echo series and um well uh daredevil got put on hold yes that was the, that was the other piece of news Daredevil has not had the release date moved yet, but it's on hold because of the writer's strike. So it's yeah. likely to get moved as well. So, I mean, the Echo Show, Coven of Chaos, the Ironheart series coming out later this mm-hmm. year, I think. Um, like all of these series that, that have been announced and then all the animated ones like Marvel Zombies, mm. uh, more of the What If series, like all of those things should still be on track, right? Right, Matt? Should be. Please. Should be. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling some of that will get moved. And, and I mean, we already know that Kevin Feige came out and said he was planning to like move the slate back a little bit. And slow so, down. Yeah. So I have a feeling uh, the whole thing will get scooched. Except for Deadpool, apparently. Um, there's that Deadpool always pushing oh, against Deadpool the grain. Oh, Deadpool got scooched. He's got scooched up, yeah. He just scooched a little closer. Mm, like he likes to do. <laughs> And I feel I feel good about it, you know. Yeah, let's get to them red buns on over here. <laughs> Deadpool. I always want to call Deadpool Daredevil. <laughs> Every time we talk about it, I, I make that mistake, and sometimes I don't catch myself until editing, and I'm like, "Dang it!" I guess I can try mm. to find another place in this podcast where I said Deadpool and insert it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sample that. Yeah, exactly. Or you go, uh, you ADR yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes in the edit room, like, oop, I messed up. I don't want to sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the the other thing that we have uh, that I mentioned up top in the uh, super not fast, fast part uh, is that there is a new documentary coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it is coming out tomorrow as yes. of like time of recording. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, it came out the day, same day this podcast did. There is a new uh, documentary on Disney Plus called Stan Lee. Sorry, I couldn't see your video. So I was waiting on you to talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got my, Jen- for those who are not joining us on the live stream, I have my minimalist Stan Lee shirt on today. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. Did shirt. not plan that at all. I just lucked out. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. And uh, I, I had the uh, chat open and couldn't see your videos. And so, like, there's 17 people watching, and there's uh, like 10,000 probably listening. And you're like, get the I'm joke. Cater to those I'm 17. holding the shirt up. Let me hold it. Cater to the 17. <laughs> mm. So silly. All of them matter, Matt. Oh, I agree. I agree, but you know, <laughs> I'll explain it to the to the listeners later. It's fine. Yeah, you did. You did. So, I'll circle back. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to see what that's about. Uh, I'd like to know. You know, it's going to be through the eyes of Disney, so I'm sure it'll be a very sort of a rosy picture or whatever. I don't know if there's. I know there's like lots of drama that happened back in the day of Marvel. I wonder if they'll even touch on any of that, or if it'll be a pretty uh, sanitized view of everything. Yeah. The, I, mm. I remember he was at Dragon Con, one of the first years that I went, and he was in this giant room because it's Stan freaking Lee, right? Yeah. And somebody like somebody had brought up uh the rivalry with DC and 
like how Marvel had changed their name and, you know, DC used to be something else and they had changed their name. He's like, you know, we used to be, I think it was like Atlas Comics or something like that. He was like, mm-hmm. we came up with this great name to, you know, Marvel, make mine Marvel. And like talking about how great a name that was. And he's like, and then those guys, the other guys, they, they hired this huge team and had all kinds of meetings and, and corporate studies. And the best that they could come up with was DC. And like, mm. he said it so incredulously. And I was like, yes, <laughs> vindication. <laughs> it funny. was so funny that man was a freaking delight yeah for sure man for sure so i i'm really excited to, to see that documentary it'll be good yep i'm uh i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna cry that's that's mm-hmm. pretty much it i'm just gonna be like i miss him without even noting the tone yet you, you're already sure yeah yep i feel that i've prepared myself for it. <laughs> I do feel like this slate, this new slate we've got, is going to fill out eventually. Like, yes, TV shows hopefully will all have time, and nothing's going to feel rushed like it has. And so I think that I think this is probably a good thing long term. Now, short term, it's going to be really annoying if we have more breaks like we had this year, where there's like six months with very little content. I really hate that. Yep. Or like 2020. You remember that. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Zero movies for a year. Zero movies or TV shows for a year. The Great Drought. The Great Drought. That was 20... That was, 20... was that 2020 or 2019? That was 2020. And yeah, and then January of 2021 is when WandaVision dropped? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got a, lot of, a lot of holes in this calendar, so it, it just seems to me that we're going to get like more of these characters. We'll have more <laughs> movies before the big... Uh, Avengers crossover. What are you laughing at? <laughs> How many holes does that calendar have? <laughs> oh my gosh, have you seen a... It's got holes. <laughs> so many holes. Have you seen uh, Across the Spider-Verse yet? No, not yet. So, like, this is not really a spoiler. It's just a moment in the movie. Uh, so I don't think it's anything anything spoilery, but just in case, it's just, here's a, your requisite spoiler alert. Uh, but... I, I can't believe we haven't talked about it on cast yet, especially with Ashley, because after our Holes conversation from a few months ago, um, there was a moment where Spot, the character of Spot, uh, is running out of energy, and I guess when he gets ener- when he gets more energy, those holes appear on him, and he was just like, wait, I don't have enough holes, I have to get more holes, and he like ran away to get more holes, uh, <laughs> and it just like cracked me up because of the podcast conversation. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> you didn't think that that would be a, a constant running joke across, <laughs> yeah. across the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. <laughs> yeah, for real. Seems strange. Seems strange. Um, but uh, yeah, so you want to dive in? We've got a few feedbacky things. We could just like read down. We got probably the last chance to hit some of these Guardians of the Galaxy feedbacks. And uh, we got one um, voicemail that I wanted to play and actually saved for when you were here, because I thought you would have interesting thoughts on it. Uh-oh. Okay. Or, like, we, me, it would cause me and you to argue, really, is what I was... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I was like, Ashley will just let me say whatever. Jeff will argue with me about this. 
I mean, you're probably not wrong. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought so. All right, so we got Matthew Nay saying, Hi, friends. I was just thinking about nothing in particular, but just letting you know, I was thinking, because that's what friends do. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to that Nick Fury line about being without the Avengers, and think it makes sense if he's dealing with Super Skrulls. He might think it's too dangerous to have a Super Skrull be able to mimic any of the Marvels or powered individuals. Onto a long shot take. It may be that the universe turns to scrolls using the government and some sort of uh, mutant DNA to make the super scrolls, and General Ross is creating the Thunderbolts to combat them and to control the weird hand island that I heard some rumors uh, maybe the haven for mutants and the plot of Captain America. But uh, after Secret Invasion, he gets mixed up with the experiments somehow and turns all Red Hulk. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking. Bye, friends. Mm. I don't know what he's talking about with the hand island, but the rest of the stuff, yeah. I, I think there's two reasons that, that have seemed plausible for me that why Nick Fury doesn't want to bring his friends in. One of them is exactly that. He thinks that if the scrolls get his friends' powers, then, you know, game over. Um, but secondly, he just lost Nat um, and, and Nat and, uh, and Tony and possibly cap and so like all those things it's like maybe he doesn't want to bring anyone else in on this particular mission yeah can't lose any more friends he also just might be the one that's classic like i this is my problem i created it i'm not bringing anyone else in because you know i told these people i'd find them a home we still haven't done it and this is like my my mess to clean up kind of thing yeah Mm. it it could be that or it could just be that he's uh, been targeted because he's the one that made that promise, right? Mm-hmm. And so any like any communication he tries to make is being monitored, or uh, you know they use it to track him or something like that. I could see that being the thing. He's like, I gotta stay off the radar. Yeah, and really, who else is there to call right now? I mean, like Wakanda seemed like they were kind of turning from the world during this. We've lost a lot of people. See, it make a lot of sense if Ant Man were Ant Man and Hope were still in the quantum realm, but they're not. <laughs> For some reason, Captain Rambo—that's who you turn to. That's who he's got. Yeah, he does. I really hope. Uh, I hope she's like she's in Secret Wars uh, as a prominent role because I'd like to get to know her a little more before. Because uh, she was she was in WandaVision, obviously, but not as much as like uh, Miss Marvel was in Miss Marvel. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know a lot less about uh, Monica. Sure, sure. Next up, we got Eric Selmeyer. Uh, Hey guys, here's what I'm hoping for, Secret Invasion. Episode 1. Establish the backstory of the Skrulls, how they ended up on Earth, and that there are two factions. Episodes 2 through 5. Show how the Rebel faction has been experimenting and gaining superpowers. They do so with biological samples. And, with needing those, they have to infiltrate the Department of Damage Control, which we know is responsible for the collection of alien and other exotic materials. Each episode will show what the DODC was doing in the movies and shows that we've seen them appear in. The, Ch- the Chitauri Evasion, Spider-Man, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. Episode 6. After successfully giving various scrolls one power inherited from the DNA samples, we see them attempt to give a scroll many powers, thus creating the first Super Skrull. End credits. We see Nick Fury in space with Monica Rambeau watching as Reed Richards is experimenting with giving humans powers from DNA samples. We see the experiments start to go wrong, but it ends before we see the results. Thoughts? Mmm. 
Uh, yeah, I like that. It'd be really, really shitty if like that was the whole plot, and we just spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> well, you know, we do that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes <laughs> we just call the whole the movie, thing. you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a feeling that Super Scrolls in this universe are just because we've seen them seeming to be using a power. I have a feeling it's just any scroll with powers, period. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, the classic scroll, super scroll with, like, four different powers for the Fantastic Four or whatever. I have yeah. a feeling it's just going to be, like, super scrolls have are scrolls that have been imbued with powers from other heroes' DNA or whatever. Could be. Could be. Was it Original Sin, I think? I think Original Sin number zero, like the intro one. Um if memory serves, Nova, the kid, uh, Sam Alexander, I think his name is, um, he was shown a, a world where Skrulls lived, like, just, you know, happily by themselves or whatever, and the Skrulls there were able to shapeshift into, like, anything. Like, they didn't copy anybody. They were just like, some of them had six legs. That one kind of looks like a centaur. Mm. You know, that one's sort of arachnid in appearance, and it's just because they had, they had the ability to just be whatever they wanted to be. So that like they shaped and morphed their bodies into whatever strange way they felt like you know felt like being at the time. And it mm. it wasn't like it wasn't like they saw something and changed it into that. It was just like that's what they did. So like the in the trailer, you see the the guy stretching his arm out. Mm-hmm. It sort of reminds me of that, of that comic, that issue, hmm. um, or that sequence in that comic, I guess. Yeah, and that's possible. It, I don't know that like the Groot power is really something that you can copy, because that's like, yeah, you know, it it looks like it's something inherent to his race. Well, sure, sure, but if that's the thing, like the Super Scrolls if they can mimic the DNA of other creatures and like adapt it somehow, like it's possible. It's possible that that's just, maybe they can do it for any group, not just that particular group, but like it, it it seems possibly, it definitely looks like Groot to me. Like it looks like he's reaching out with Groot's arm. Yeah. It's very similar animation. (laughs) And there's so many like battles where Groot's like losing limbs and stuff. It just seems like he would be a sample that'd be easier to collect than a lot of them. (laughs) Like, I found a branch in the woods. Is yeah. this just a branch, or is this Groot? <laughs> I don't know, man. Drink it and find out. <laughs> I'm going to chew on it and see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to plant it and see if I can grow my own Groot. <laughs> we, got a, we got a little uh, thing in the chat here. Spark Sam says, I don't know if this is confirmed, but breaking uh, the rights to Namor and Hulk have officially reverted back to Marvel Studios today. This Ooh. means that Walt Disney slash... Oh, I said Walt. That means that <laughs> Disney slash Marvel will now be able to develop solo projects for the characters. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I hadn't seen it yet in the news looking around. But what I did see is that um, Hulk, the, the movie, the Edward Norton movie, was coming to Disney+. Plus. So that oh. coincides with um, what Spark Sam right. is saying. So maybe we'll have more information on that. In the in next week or next month on Monday or whatever we drop the yeah. next episode, um, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool though. <laughs> Finally, just uh, you know, we want. I wish they could get Spider Man back, and we just have the whole Marvel universe in one place. Yeah, just just give give it back. 
let's keep it. You're doing bad. Maybe Sony can keep making animated stuff. Yeah. You know, it would be really nice if that's the plan for like Secret Wars is for them to announce that Spider-Man's back to Marvel, like as part of the, like the festivities, you know, like <laughs> the, the, all the worlds collapse together into one cohesive world or whatever in the end. And they all get that. And we find out like they've been hiding it from us, but they've owned Spider-Man for a few years or something. Or like, that's been in the plans for them to get <laughs> Spider-Man back. You've owned Spider-Man for a few years and you just now giving it to me. Ah! No, they've been doing it the whole time. We just didn't know it was like they were free of Sony's grasp or whatever. Yeah, unfortunately, though, Sony keeps talking about all of the things that they're making in the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> that eye roll. That eye roll is how I feel. Yeah. I remember a little while ago, there was even talks that like Marvel or Disney could buy Sony at some point because yeah. uh, because they were in trouble. But now with things like Spider-Verse and I, even Venom, like there's a lot of good stuff going on um, over there. And like I think they're just just successful enough that they're probably going to withstand the grasps of Disney for a while longer. <laughs> well, I remember, um, like there was talk of Apple wanting to buy Sony at one mm. point, and if Apple bought Sony because of the way that the contract was set up for Spider Man, the rights for Spider Man would revert to Marvel like automatically. Oh, interesting, because they they can't sell it or something. Yeah, like they can't resell Spider Man. Neat. That'd be cool. Yeah, if anyone bought Sony, we, we I guess we, we might get them back. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Somebody buy Sony! <laughs> yeah. Somebody buy Sony right now! <laughs> so that's it for our uh, Secret Invasion Desires <laughs> feedback. Uh, and you said this is probably the last time we can get to this Guardians feedback, so let's hit it! Let's hit the Guardians! Maribel Blair says, Hey all first time writing in, I just watched Guardians. I know, super late, but I loved it. Uh, it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions for me at every turn, thinking that someone we love was dying or dead. Something a little weird, I even cried during the hallway scene because I realized it was the last time we'd see this group of amazing actors hmm. who brought these characters to life, kick names, and take ass together. <laughs> it was definitely a great final chapter without totally closing the book with those mid-slash-post-credit scenes. I also took longer to write in because I wanted to make sure that a theory hadn't been brought up yet in any of the episodes, which it hasn't, I think, mm. bringing me to the second part of the longest email I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go to her next point, let me just say, like, it, crying at a scene like that is something I totally do way too often, uh, but it's always funny because, like, Sometimes I tear up because I just think something is so freaking good. It's like, yeah. sometimes I'm listening to, like, I love Hamilton. I love that musical. And, yep. like, sometimes I'm listening to a part that is not emotional, and I'm just impressed at the beauty of how good this thing is, that it, like, makes me tear well up with tears. And, yep. like, I do that for all kinds of stuff. When something's just, like, it's not even sad, it's just really good. Like, this is a gr how all these elements come together to make something beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I've read, uh, I've read before that the, the body's reaction to too much emotion, whether it be sadness or happiness or joy, you know, mm -hmm. anything, when there's too much emotion, the body's reaction is to cry. Mm, yeah. 
That makes sense. You gotta, you I gotta vent that. the pressure, right? I see that. And for me, it's just like when something's so good or beautiful or like uh, distinct or signature, like this is the only time we'll ever see this thing happen. It's like just, it's like watching a sunrise or whatever, you know? Uh, and, and so it's just funny when you like see this is the middle of a fight scene where they're just like hacking people up and showing how badass they are, but like get a little, get a little teary because it's just so yep. good to see, you know? And so <laughs> I, 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 uh, I feel that, Mary Bell. Yep. Uh, Maribel continues, when Rocket was walking toward the light and Lila, Lila said something that stuck with me. She said something along the lines of, there are the hands that created them, and there are the hands that guide those hands. Which, if I'm interpreting right, the high evolutionary is the hands that created all those people and animals and what have you. But who are the hands that are guiding those hands? Of course, the first thing that came to mind was Kang, or a variant of Kang trying to create the perfect society, which the high evolutionary tries to do for him or something like that. Of course, they don't mention Kang because as of right now, there might not be another Guardians movie. So what's your take on this? I'd love to hear it. You all are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Maribel. I took it as mystical. Like they mean they mean God, but not necessarily God in in, you know, in the way we think of God, but like Small G, son. Yeah, like in in this case, it could be like big G, son, as in like the the like hands like eternity or whatever. These like bigger, uh, yeah, sort of mythic like powers, universal powers or whatever. That's kind of how I took it. Was that like there's some guiding force to the universe that is guiding these characters to be who they are, to have the impact they're supposed to have or whatever. At least that's what Lila believes, you know. Sure. And whether it's true or not, it's like a belief that a lot of people have, whether it's true or not. And like <laughs> for a lot of people, it, it finds a lot of meaning, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I took it. Uh, it was that she's in that moment, either Rocket is, Lila might not even be there. Although I feel like the, the effects they used in that scene reminded me a lot of like the Harry Potter series when they showed Heaven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. When you like when the train station, yeah, but it's like super white like that, you know. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of those the same effects or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's how that's how I took that line. Uh, That there's some guiding force that's like basically means that Rocket isn't a mistake. You know what I mean? Because Rocket feels like a mistake. And she's trying to tell him he's not. He's part of some grander plan, and he has purpose. Yeah. <laughs> That's twice in one conversation that I have thought of the Matrix. Oh, yeah? What, yeah. What, what's that? Well, the, the heaven thing with uh, uh, being stuck in a train station, right? Oh, yeah. Neo cool. was stuck in a train station. Uh, but then uh, also the second one, or I guess that was the end of the second one. Anyway, um in the the second one, you know, you said uh, a higher purpose, and I was like, a purpose that drives us, yeah, purpose that binds us. Well, and I, I, it's it's interesting hearing James Gunn write that, and I think he is playing with the idea of purpose and like that Rocket has some purpose above just the random world that we're in, but he has a very different thesis in uh, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. What, that Suicide movie, Squad, yeah. which I love, go see the go go rent the Suicide Squad if you haven't seen it yet. It's so so good. It's on Max. Okay, well get go get Max and watch it. 
What's Max doing these days? <laughs> Playing that movie, apparently. He's about to watch The Suicide Squad. <laughs> Let's go, Max. Come on, Max. That was a joke that had layers. <laughs> what were the layers? I don't know this. I don't know any of the It was Max, like, Max, go get Max. Max is a person. Uh-huh. Because he's like, go get Max, and then we're going to watch Max, and <laughs> it, it went around in circles and bit its own tail. Yeah, for sure. That was the joke of, or that was the Ouroboros joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Dumb. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> His thesis kind of on purpose in Suicide Squad, at least the way I take it, the Suicide Squad, sorry, don't watch Suicide Squad, it's terrible, um, <laughs> is that, like, things don't really have purpose, but they do if we believe they do. Okay. It is the way that that movie kind of plays out in my mind, like, Maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe he is trying to say more, but like in my mind, there's a character who is doing something the whole movie because they believe it has purpose, and it's just this really random thing they believe. You know what I mean? Mm. And then in the end, it ends up they end up needing that thing, and like it seems like it had purpose all along, even though it seemed like just a fantasy throughout the whole movie. Like it ends up paying off and it's like this, like, Oh, it had purpose, but would it have had purpose if she didn't believe it had purpose? Is that just a, but it still had a place in her life because it was powerful in her life because she believed it had purpose. Like it is really interesting sort of like you, you talk about Aurora Borealis, like circular logic thing. But I enjoy it. I said the wrong thing. What is it? <laughs> Aurora Borealis, I know what that is. That's the Northern Lights. <laughs> Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Sorry. I don't know. Ouroboros. I'm, I'm on drugs. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, yeah, that, that Aurora Borealis. You know, the Aurora Borealis thing you were talking mm-hmm. about. Yep. I didn't know the word for it. I know what you're the talking about, one. snake eating its tail. All right, I'm tapping out. I'm too drugged for this, apparently. No, I'm just joking. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I'm tapping out. That's that's my new thing on the podcast. Make fun of me too much. I tap out. <laughs> yep. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. <clears throat> so next. <laughs> I'll read the next one. Just too busy being mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, super super kodu super kodu 93 says hey guys i know i just wrote in not too long ago about guardians 3 but i wanted to share what uh chukwodu luoji had to say about an alternate ending for the character of the high evolutionary he said uh when you play a character from marvel unless you see them die on screen they don't necessarily die even if they do marvel now has the multiverse to use so they can bring back anybody they want and to even if they are not the same person we know originally he continued saying that rocket doesn't shoot the high evolutionary they made a point of showing rocket refusing to kill him we don't physically see him going down with the ship and that's all that <laughs> the actor said um <laughs> Maybe you guys, sorry, I don't know how to say his name very well. Uh, maybe you guys, I'm just going to say Aurora Borealis said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, yep. All that, that's all that good Aurora said. Um, 
Maybe maybe you guys uh, weren't too far off on your theory about the high evolutionary surviving the explosion. Hopefully, when the movie comes out on digital, we can see the bonus content, including scene of the high evolutionary escaping the ship. Uh, that was all. Love to hear your theories and thoughts about it. Uh, when, where, and why the high evolutionary will return. Peace out, trash pandas. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, I like it. Uh, James Gunn confirmed that Drax was carrying him out. Yeah, so this probably was sent in before that happened, but, uh, yeah, James Gunn has confirmed that he lived, and he's, he was being carried out by Drax, which I hate. I hate that even worse than leaving him there. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you guys seen Batman Begins, Guardians? You don't have to kill him, but you don't have to save him either. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... That sacred text of Batman Begins. The sacred text of Batman Begins. (laughs) You know, that Liam Neeson's joint. (laughs) (laughs) Love Liam Neeson's. Oh, God. Oh, it's so funny. Like, there's a whole ethical debate with that, but we won't get into that. (laughs) Oh, I mean, we can. We can. I'm down. You know me. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Ben Tamino says, hello, pandas. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I've never seen Hamilton, but I do know David Diggs from a movie called Blind Spotting. It's an amazing buddy comedy drama that deals with racism, and he is so good in it. Hmm. I highly recommend it for anyone curious about David and his acting chops, or just for anyone looking for a great movie to watch. Uh, that's all I got. I did consider sending a voicemail and pretending to be British so you guys would play me on the air, but I'll save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all for all time always. Ben from Massachusetts. It's really funny. Just to be clear, we don't only play people with British accents. We just encourage people with British accents to send something in. <laughs> I mean, come on, Ben. What about that Boston accent? Yeah, give us that Boston. Give us a little Boston. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely play that. Yeah, Ben from Mass, come on. <laughs> how, do you, how do you like them apples? Speaking of, would you like to yeah. hear a, uh, a, oh, yeah, a, a yeah, voicemail? Yeah. A voicemail? We can, we can probably close off with this one. This one uh, was one of our voicemails <laughs> we had for this week. And uh, we, we included it. In our, we were almost included on the show on Monday, but then I thought me and you would argue about it more, maybe. So, Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for an argument, but I, I'm ready for an argument. Oh, man. Don't worry. I'm drugged. I've got half my brain tied behind my... I've got half my brain tied behind my Aurora Borealis. <laughs> it did take me a second to remember the name Oxycodone, and yeah, I should have just said Aurora Borealis. Here, here's that voicemail. So I messaged in something similar after I saw the Marvels trailer, but I think it's about time you guys have a discussion on space and whether you think there's any rules to who it kills and who it doesn't kill. Because I was thinking back through the MCU and. We know it doesn't kill Captain Marvel. She can seemingly just fly through space unaffected. Yet we know it kills Yondu. And we know it's killed one of Thanos' minions. Um, I think Ebony Moore it might have been. We know it doesn't kill Adam Warlock. Yet it seemingly was going to kill Star-Lord. Although he's a descendant of Ego. In the Marvel's trailer, Monica Rambo's at that jump point And she had a spacesuit on. So I thought, okay, it would kill her. 
But then when it switched, she was on a planet where she didn't have a spacesuit on and either she could breathe air or she's okay in space. Um, in the latest Guardians, did Nebula really need a spacesuit as she's mostly robot? Am I overthinking this completely? Like, what's going on? I don't know what you guys think. So, anyway, that was all. Just a topic of discussion I thought you might like to have a brief chat about. Hope you guys are all good, and I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Uh, so, Jeff, mm. what do you think about the MCU and its uh, uneven or uh, poorly distributed or poorly explained use of people in space? It's kind of the same thing. Like, I, 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 it's, this is a bit of a cop-out answer, if I'm being honest. Like, it's kind of the same thing as when people ask, you know, who would beat who in this versus mm-hmm. scenario? Yeah. And the real answer is whichever the writer wants to win. Yes. Like, however the writer wants it to go, that's how it'll go. Because yeah, they'll come up with something for, you know, something to work. To 100%. fit in the moment. I do think they have something going on with like, and this is dumb, but I do think it's there. Like, if you're just more powerful, period. It doesn't matter like how, what, how your power manifests. If you're more powerful, whatever that means, you can last <laughs> longer in space. <laughs> Which sure. like, it, it really, it annoys me because it's like, you have these things like I always say it, just stick to your own rules. Like make rules and stick to them. Give me give me rules, give me boundaries because that's what makes a character in these fictional like hyper science fictional worlds. That's what makes them things matter if there's actual rules and actually something to worry about and something to stand up to or whatever. And it yeah. does seem like they just have this like like it's it's actually a neat thing when you this is a big powerful strong guy but he's st- he still needs air. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like that's the whole thing about ha- certain characters having weaknesses, you know? And like it just seems like in Marvel the more powerful you are, like the stronger and harder you can hit, <laughs> the more like you can last space <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the there's a question I guess to go along with that, like people who go through the Bifrost. Like the Bifrost mm. is a a a conduit to take you through space quickly. Mm-hmm. Does it have its own little atmosphere in it? Like, does it does it carry oxygen with it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that like probably carries whatever bubble of like for you know. Uh, don't we get that one? We get that one moment in Thor three maybe where they come back through the Bifrost and like half of a creature gets sucked with it with them. Or is that the first one? Oh They're no no no! Chased. Yeah, that's that was the beginning of the third one. That was the beginning okay, of Ragnarok. Beginning of the third one. Yeah, when that dragon head came spewing out. Exactly. So here's 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 what I'm thinking. It's just like whatever's in the shape of the Bifrost gets transported, including all the oxygen and such that is is at the point, whatever the height location is that they're they're transporting. They, they must have some <laughs> sort of like it's that that column of atmosphere comes with yeah. it. Exactly, exactly. That would be so horrible for the planet that they go from. Well, I wasn't thinking the whole column. I'm thinking they have like a certain height. Like this 12 feet and below <laughs> is just like grabbed and Depending. transported. Does it does it scale based on who's in the Bifrost? Y- yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, you know, we're bringing Hulk. We need to expand it up a little bit. Give it a yeah. couple more feet. I mean, gonna- for real. 
It has to because we got like the the it didn't take the dragon. They chose to not let that dragon come along. You know, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But yeah, the height, the height thing. It has to just like choose a certain height and like everything within that like s- that cylinder. <laughs> That's like a certain amount of height comes with it, including oxygen and such. That would still be not great because you're you're creating. Oh man, the, okay, the physics behind it. You're mm-hmm. creating a um, a vacuum, vacuum. inside mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Right then, right. So then the atmosphere is going to slam itself back together. Yeah, like slam itself into that space and uh, depending on how much air we're talking about going away could break a few things oh yeah um it definitely could like it could suck everything towards it which we see a little bit like we see them when the bifrost goes off we see like people's scarves ruffling around the bifrost and stuff we're yeah. like so so maybe it has like a way of like doing it smoothly or like smoothing out that process. Like as they're lifting, it's like kind of bringing in, bringing it in a bit at a time or something. It's magic, sure. man. I mean, it's I know magic. You can't distinguishable from science, you, you but you can't try to use science when talking about magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it goes, like when they go somewhere else, there's a, a bit of atmosphere that would come with them and just disperse whatever is uh, on that other planet. What if they brought like microbes with them or like a disease or what if the two yeah. Yeah, yeah, bits yeah. of air are not that. compatible and they like ignite because they collide with each other? Yeah, yeah. Or a fart. If you fart in the Bifrost. <laughs> if you fart in the Bifrost. <laughs> is it an elevator situation? You know, like you're, you're, you're in a small contained bit of air and you think you're good because you're flying through space, but like everyone's looking around like, who did it? Who did it? <laughs> Who brought a fart into the Rainbow Bridge? <laughs> oh man, that's great! <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm yep. glad. Yeah, see, I'm glad we saved that for you. Yeah, uh, thank like you, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> And thank you to Todd who sent it in. Thank you, thank you, Todd. Um, oh, yeah. God. Well, guys, I think that's all for that's all for our <laughs> podcast today. And uh, you, you let us know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So there's a, there's this poll feature on Spotify now where we can put yeah. a poll up. We've been using it on Multiverse News. I'm gonna put a poll up, and you guys if you tell fart us on the Rainbow Bridge. Will it come does with it, you? Does it come with you? And we're gonna put that on the Spotify poll, and so that all you guys can go to Spotify and give us a thumbs up and a, a follow or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and answer that question so we can know definitively based on the the panda panda community does a fart travel through the bifrost? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well if if you like this kind of content, guys, please go patreon.com slash mcucast and give us give us give us five bucks a month or whatever and, oh, and uh, be a part of the Patreon community. Uh, go check out those tiers over on patreon.com slash mcucast. More farts oh. to come. Check out the tears on my face from laughing so much. <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. 
And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.